Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. Hey, what fun it was to have you kids with us today. Thank you so much. You know, it, the truth is you can only worship the Lord once you hit the age of 13. And no, that's not true. The Lord, the Lord delights in the praises of his kids. And that includes all of us, no matter how old, handsome, or young we are. Uh, so praise the Lord for that. I need to jump right in. I will tell you straight away, we will not get through things today. And I will likely end at the most awkward spot possible. And that's okay, because we're talking about grace. All right? Do you need to start with a bit of bad news for some of you? I know you, you're accustomed to it's all good news here at Whatcom New Life, and it is. Uh, but this piece of news may come as a shock to many of you. Um, we have a new place we must boycott now as believers. We're all about the boycott. Um, and, uh, and in this case, it is none other than your very own Christian Chick-fil-A. I know, I know. <laughs> Hope you're the best. All right. All right, here's my story. Here's why we boycott. Friday night, we're heading down to, to Linwood. And of course, as a good Christian, you stop by the Chick-fil-A to get dinner to support the Chick-fil-A. Uh, it was their pleasure to serve me, of course, and I rolled down my window and I ordered my chicken sandwich with Polynesian sauce and you know, my, my waffle fries. And, uh, and I said, and I will have a Pepsi with that, please. They looked me straight in the eye. We don't serve Pepsi here, sir. Will a Coca-Cola do? I looked him straight in the eye and said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Kidding, we can still eat at the Chick-fil-A. Just so you know, I'm not endorsed by Pepsi. I barely like Pepsi. It was just a random drink I chose to illustrate our point. We've been talking about the grace of God, charis or charis, and this is the flavor of the Holy Spirit. So I chose Pepsi so that the idea was you, you, you know the flavor. If I were to give you Dr. Pepper or root beer, most of you except Leilani would know the difference. Uh, <laughs> totally botched my analogy that day, but we love her anyway. That's why she's in kids' church now. They're going to be sampling sodas all morning. Uh, but the idea is this, everyone here in this room, you've tasted of grace, because you wouldn't have come to Jesus. If you've come to Christ, you've tasted of his grace. It is by grace we are saved through faith, period. You know the flavor. And so we know the Holy Spirit. And why this is important is because as we move from grace, charis, into charisma, charisma, the gifts of the Spirit, it, some of you think, I've been threatening to talk about the gifts of the Spirit for weeks now which is true. I'm on week, we're on week number five of this series, and some of you are like, when are we going to get to the actual gifts? I will submit to you, in truth, I've been talking about the gifts all five weeks. Because the truth of the matter is, the more I lean into and taste of charis, of grace, the more I actually know the gifts. Because the, they're the flavor. It's charis, charisma. That's the flavor. What is the flavor? It is the flavor of the Holy Spirit, the undeserved, unmerited favor. The gifts of the Spirit, you don't deserve them, but you get them by Jesus' name, by the grace of, of God. So I have been talking about it. 
I, I want to uh, jump in and, and start with another little analogy. Um, how many people, well, some of you have kids in a similar age range as mine. Um, my, my youngest is nine. And as a result, over the Christmas break, I'm pretty sure this movie named Encanto was played in my house at least a hundred times. Does anybody want to testify to the torture of that uh, beautiful movie that was released? Now, I tried to watch it. I tried to watch it a couple of times, and I was out cold before the middle of it. And I'd wake up, so I didn't get it. But of course, then the soundtrack, over and over and over, thank you to Spotify and Unlimited Music. Amazon, anyway. So I said to my daughter, I'll watch it. I'm going to make sure to not fall asleep this time because the music was beautiful. And I was like, this is actually pretty cool. And so I engaged, I leaned into it. And I'll tell you, by the time this last song, it was called All of You Hit, I was weeping. And to this day, it's stupid, but it comes on if I'm driving and I just start crying in the middle of that because it, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and I want to use it to illustrate. If you haven't seen the movie yet, spoiler alert, if you haven't by now, you probably won't. It's essentially this, there's this family, um, and, and they're the family Madrigal, and when they reach a certain age, each child and grandchild gets a special gift. They get a door with their picture on it, and they magically are given a gift. One of them has the gift they can hear really well, one can shape shift, I mean, all these fun powers that all of us kids pretend to have, all of that. Um, and so they each get these, these, these wonderful gifts, except this one girl. She goes to her door, and she's walking up to it, and as she reaches and touches the handle, the door dissolves, and she gets nothing. So the movie goes on, and, uh, and there's this tension, and I want to just tell you all about Bruno right now. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> and only if you've seen that movie did you laugh, so I can tell now who hasn't seen it, because we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> but the idea is this. The house itself is the, ma is the magical house. It gives them the gift. And through the course of it, because of different things in the family, the house gets destroyed and every last one of them loses their gift. And, uh, and as the song goes on, the town, the town people who don't have powers, they come in and they start to help rebuild. And this song plays, and this, I'll just read you just a couple of the lyrics that touched me. It says this, I think it's time you learn you're more than just your gift. The miracle is not some magic that you've got. The miracle is you, just you, all of you, all of you. Now, there's a lot of themes here, to, but, but I'll tell you why it touched me so, so profoundly. Um, because a lot of times we feel this pressure to have, like, I have to have talents, I have to have abilities, and I'm, you know, I've got to figure out how to use these. And, and the Lord's looking at it. And when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, it's the same thing. The gifts, have, it's not the important thing. You're the miracle. There's salvation. He, like, the whole gifts of the Spirit thing, they're awesome. We need them for the strengthening of the church. But the truth of the matter is the miracle, and the reason they exist is because He wants all of you. Not just you, but the person sitting next to you, but the people in town. He wants them all. And, and, and the whole idea, why he gives gifts of the Spirit to the church, isn't so you can be puffed up and amazing and have some wonderful powers and build something beautiful. No, it's to draw people to Jesus. As if that's what it's all about. That's what grace is. Grace draws people to Jesus. That's why the more you know, like that's why we got to lean into grace. Otherwise, you might be given a wonderful grace gift and you use it as a baseball bat instead. And you start clobbering people. 
and abusing that gift. But when you know the, it's by grace, I say, I don't deserve this gift anyway. I don't even deserve salvation, but it's given to me freely. I can't earn it. I can't pay it back. But it's used to glorify one name, and that's the name Jesus Christ. The name above all names. And so I re reiterate this over and over. It's by grace we're saved. It's the most beautiful thing possible. And we're going to be so familiar with grace that we'll know our gifts are not at the expense of people. It's to bring people to Jesus. And I want to say this one more time before I jump into the scripture. We desperately need the gifts in operation. Um, we, we really do. Like, Jesus didn't just invent these gifts to see how we liked them. <laughs> he gave us the Holy Spirit. He, gifted, uh, he, he gives gifts of the Spirit in order to bring people to himself and strengthen and edify and build up his church. Not just walk him new life, just the entire planet of people who would come to him. And he's not willing that any should perish. And so he gives you gifts of the Spirit to draw people to Jesus. Uh, yesterday, I, uh, I like to run, believe it or not. And when I do, I always listen to a podcast. I've got several that I love to listen to, and I, I download them, and I listen. I was kind of at the end of my list, and I'm like, I don't have a new podcast that I can listen to. This is yesterday, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm talking about the gifts of the Spirit tomorrow. I'll just search up a podcast about the gifts of the Spirit and hit play, and we, we'll get going. It looked good. Um, I started to listen, you know, listen to it. There were some, some good things, and it, it's not a bad podcast. But, but the, the guys that were on there speaking, they, they said something that just really riled me up. It was just it, because it was a little more Dr. Pepper than I'm used to. And I love them. They're going to heaven. I just want to say that straight away. But they said, they, they said this, you know, because they were going to read through the 1 Corinthians 12 list. And they're like, as we read these, you'll see that, that some of these gifts don't make any sense today. Like we don't, he used the example of, of uh, in, in our operation, some of them are basically for very few people. We don't, it's not that we don't need them, but they're not really that important. And they use this example, they're like, you know, for example, what does a sound man need with the gifts of the Spirit? And I'm like, Tony needs the gift of the Spirit. <laughs> like, I mean, it just, it, to me, honestly, it felt like it really missed the whole point of the gifts of the Spirit. Their, their idea was, Oh, they painted this picture of the early church and how desperately they needed the gifts of the Spirit because it was this small, teeny group of people against all of Rome and against all of, all of the Jewish culture and all of that. And so they needed the power of the Holy Spirit. But now, and they said this, it was for like 300 years, and then Rome took over and they didn't need much help to spread the gospel. And, make, and, bring the, and I'm like, oh Lord, we need, I'm like, we need it so much more than they needed it back then. Like, I, if, you're, if you're of that persuasion, look at me. I love you, drink some Pepsi, and you need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, honestly, we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit more than ever. And yeah, you need it to run the sound. You, you need it to raise your kids. You need it to build your house. You need it to go out there and be a nurse. You need it, to, you need it just to walk around during the day. Otherwise, you're oozing out your own flavor of soda. And it, you know when the, the kids go and they get every flavor of soda at the fountain and it's like this mud? That's what you are. You need the, the pureness of, of, of the Holy Spirit. It's grace. It's grace. And we need his gifts more than ever. All that to say, you're going to see as I read through these, um, we also, there, there are certain graces on people's life where they operate more in a certain gift than others, right? You see some people, as I've mentioned before, like everything they touch just seems to turn to gold and they just have a, a grace on them for finances. Or they're just the most generous people. Or everything, everybody they come around seems super encouraged. There's a grace on them. But I'm telling you, 
We are called to operate and dabble in all of the gifts. I'm going to say that boldly as, as a pastor here. And as I read these, you're going to see. The very first one listed in 1 Corinthians 12. I'm not going to read uh, the, all of 1 Corinthians 12. I read it last week. Um, but I'm going to list through. The very first one's wisdom. The, a gift of the Spirit is wisdom. Now, does that mean only one person in this body is going to get the gift of wisdom? So that we always have to come to Chuck and ask him, what's the wisdom here? Now, now Chuck may have the gift of wisdom and it really is on his life. And so it's good to ask. But the truth is, the Bible also says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, and he will give it to you freely without finding fault. So you need it. You can operate in it. Only a couple of us are called to be generous. <laughs> Only a couple of us. And it's not my anointing, so you better dig deep. <laughs> Yet the Bible says to be generous on all occasions to all of us. Oh, dang it. So what am I trying to say? Like, these aren't like, okay, we each need one of these. There are certain manifestations. We're each given graces on our lives. Sometimes you step in it for a season. Sometimes it's one service. All of a sudden, there's a manifestation on you for this, this gift. Yet we're all called to walk in them and be filled, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. And as you spend time and spend time in the Holy Spirit, these things will highlight in your life. Your best ideas will come from times in the, in the presence. I am going to read to you Romans 12. I uh, read 1 Corinthians 12 last time, and then we'll see how far we can get after I read Romans 12 into the list, just sequentially. We'll talk about them, give examples. We will not finish today, but we will at the end. Uh, I'll say a prayer of dismissal, and then anybody who wants to, I'll have my pastoral staff up here. We just want to lay hands and pray for you to receive gifts, whatever, or, or anything that you need prayer for. Um, and we'll finish up next Sunday. But Romans 12 says this, For by grace, charis, Given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. Instance, we have different charismas, different instances of grace. That's what charisma is. According to the grace given to us. We have instances of grace according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy for goodness sakes in according with your faith. That, I added that for goodness sakes, just so you know. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously to the carpet fund. That was the joke too. Stone me later. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. That's Romans 12. I read for you 1 Corinthians 12 last week. Ephesians 4 talks about these offices of the church, gifts that Christ gives, pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist. Uh, we probably won't touch on those too much. But I want to jump in for time's sake and start reading through, um, through these ones. So we're going to start here with wisdom. Wisdom is the first one on the Corinthians list. Um, and wisdom is the Greek word Sophia, which is a beautiful word. Uh, our running definition, a great way to understand wisdom, is the appropriate application of knowledge. So the Holy Spirit gives you this divine ability to take knowledge and apply it appropriately. Or to take scripture and wisely, uh, uh, wisely put it into your life. You need that for your personal life. We need that as a church. We need that as a church at large to grow the church. Wisdom. You don't have to go far to find it. You just go to the Lord. 
Now, some people are given that manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and it's just on their life, and praise the Lord for them. We need more and more of them. A way I'll give you to look at wisdom. Let's say, and this is a silly definition, a silly example, I use it so then we don't get political. Let's say it started raining tacos. Would be really crazy. Some of us would be like, yeah! Others would be like, I'm allergic to tortillas. (laughs) So it's, imagine if you will, imagine if you will, before I lose you, it is raining tacos, okay? Uh, the knowledge, here's the knowledge part of it. It is raining tacos. We know that. Okay? Prophetic would be, why is it? What is God saying? That's prophet, prophetic. God is saying tacos are his, uh, whatever. That would be the prophetic. That would be leaning into that gift. The word of wisdom is, what do we do with these tacos? What do we do now to apply what's happening to our lives, to the church, and the society? There's the difference. We need wisdom. We need prophetic, we need knowledge. The, very, the second one on the list is the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is knowing something that you haven't learned before. Okay, so if I read an algebra book and now I know how to solve for X, that's, not a, that's knowledge, it's a good thing, but it's not a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is having the ability to know how to solve for X and you've never been taught that. It was a divine inspiration by the Holy Spirit. It's a good thing. So if you didn't study for the test, kids, (laughs) Lord, I need this gift now. And he's like, I'll give you wisdom. Study next time. (laughs) Uh, A good biblical example of a word of knowledge. Um, It's a fun fun one. In the book of Acts, there's a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. They uh, sold some property, and they brought an offering to the church, and they said, we're giving everything we have from this sale to the church. Wonderful. And we'd be like, wow, that's really generous. You've got the real gift of generosity. However, in, in uh, the book of Acts, what happens is the word of knowledge is given to somebody that they actually didn't give everything. They withheld and they're lying about it. That's the word of knowledge, that they didn't give it all. So now they needed the word of wisdom to go with, well, what do we do with this knowledge? Let's give them a chance to publicly tell us that. And they bring them before them. They're like, is this what you did? And they had an opportunity. We won't get into the weeds of that story. It's a whole different, different thing. But that's essentially what a word of knowledge is, knowing something that you weren't taught. The Holy Spirit reveals it to you. It's a great gift. It's important for the church. Faith. Here's our next, uh, our, our next uh, gift of the Spirit. Faith. Now, we all know we have to have faith. Every single one of us. No one's exempt from faith. You, gotta, you, couldn't have, you have to come to Jesus with faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Okay, So that's important for us all to work into and lean into by the Holy Spirit. But there is a manifestation given to some people where they have this just uncanny belief. Oh, it's going to happen. God's going to do it. And do you see why we need these kind of people in the church? Like, have you ever received, maybe you received a word from the Lord, you really believed that the Lord was had told you this, he was going to do it, but you're wavering. You're like, oh, I just don't feel it. I don't know. And then somebody, another believer came up and was like, wow, the Lord's going to do it. I just know it. I don't know how I know it. I just know he's going to do it. I believe it. I can lean in. He's going to, it's going to happen. This un, like, giddy, unwavering, it's, I know, it's just going to happen. That's what the gift of faith is. Um, my example that I'll, that I'll use for our, our sake is a time, um, uh, I've told this story many times, so forgive me. But uh, when, when my son Josiah was born, 
Um, my grandfather is named Josiah. And when I was 16 years old, I was interviewing him for my, it was a high school biography project. And as I'm sitting there interviewing him, I was just overwhelmed. Like, I want to name my son after Grandpa Joe. Because I was just so, so, and, I, and with that, I, don't, I can't explain it to you. I just knew that I would be able to tell him myself before he died. I just, I don't know why. I just believed. I just knew it. I didn't ask for it. I just, it was just this uncanny faith. Fast forward a number of years. Uh, I, I, I was getting married. My grandfather was diagnosed with a spinal cancer and, and was, was uh, not given much, much time to live. Well, I met my wife and we were married in eight months, right? So we weren't just going to go ahead and start having kids. We knew we wanted to wait. And so I'm like, I'm like, Lord, I just, I feel like I really believe you said this to me, that this was going to happen. I, I just have that faith, but it doesn't make sense on paper. And, uh, and we're not going to rush, rush to have kids just to make your word happen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Four and a half years later, uh, we're having a child. We decided not to, not to find out what gender it is. Grandpa Joe is still alive. Shouldn't have been alive that long. He, he, was, he was sick. He was actually on his deathbed at the time. Um, we, get, we get to the delivery room, fast forward. All this time, none of it made sense, but I just knew. I really believed, like, I'm going to be able to tell my grandpa. It was a gift of faith that was given to me. And I, it, was, it was a grace. I didn't earn it. I didn't even ask for it. He gave it to me. We didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. I'm there in the hospital. Little Josiah pops out, and uh, woo, he says, no. And, and it's a boy, and I'm like, it's Josiah. And, and I, I didn't waste much time. I ran out into the hallway and I called Grandpa Joe on the phone. I said, Grandpa, I love you. I named my son Josiah after you. And he says, just don't let him call him Joe. <laughs> like, oh, it's a weird thing to say, Grandpa, but okay. <laughs> we won't let him call him Joe. So don't even think about it. It's Josiah. What's the point? My point is the gift of faith is this this resolute, I just know, it's going to happen. I believe it. It's been, it's been, and it's, it's something we desperately need in the church. Because the Lord has said amazing things to us as individuals, us as a church, and we need people in the body that just have this gift of, well, it's going to happen. Amen. No matter what, well, it sure doesn't look like it. The mountain's huge. Oh, no, the mountain's going to move. I don't know why I know it. I just, I just believe it. Yeah. Gift of faith, and may that happen in you. And again, this is not just, a, oh, now you have the office of the gift of faith, man. No, we all get to dabble in that. And so may the Lord give you faith to believe accordingly. I think I can do, I'll do just a couple more, and then we'll conclude. I don't want to drag this out. And we'll, we'll finish the list uh, next week, like I said. Uh, we talked about faith. I want to talk about gifts of healing. How many people love this one? Like... I think I've asked the Lord for gifts of healing more than anything. Lord, I just want to, want to see more people healed. Can I just see by a show, show of hands, has anybody here prayed for somebody and they got healed? Raise your hand. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Has anybody uh, with a show of hands been prayed for and been healed? Okay. Gifts of healing. Praise Jesus. This is specifically a healing in the physical body. It's a gift that the Lord does. It didn't cease years ago. It's something we still need. It's to bring people to Jesus. It's to point them, point them to Jesus. And, I, and I've, I've seen many times, and I, I, there are people who just, they have a grace on them that when they pray for people, they're healed. It's awesome. There's other times where, like, maybe that's not something you operate in all the time, but the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you just have this faith to pray for somebody and see them healed. It's a very amazing thing. 
And here's how all this gets a little confusing. I'll tell you another story. Um, I went to, Pastor John and I, it was a number of years ago, there was a big event down in L.A. called Azusa Now. It was celebrating um, when, uh, you know, the outpouring of Pentecost in Azusa Street. So we went down, I'm like, John, let's just go. We're going to this thing. Amazing, amazing time. And, and somebody got up at, at the, first of all, let me just say, my brother-in-law broke my leg. Not really. But he sat on it during a basketball game uh, to try to stop me from scoring again over him. I'm getting in the weeds. But here's the problem. I had chronic pain in my left knee for, for years after that because it bent way far in a direction it ought not to have bent. And so I'd be coming along all of a sudden, oh, there's pain there. And it was, it was constant, it was chronic. So we're, we're, at this pl- we're at this place, we're having worship, people are coming. Somebody gets up in front and they give a, a, I don't know if it was a word of knowledge, a prophetic word. Like, here's where it all happens. Like, I'm like, was that healing? Was it what? But it, they even gave a wrong word of knowledge. They said this, there's an athlete here. <laughs> Nailed me. Oh, I knew it was me right then. There's an athlete here who has a sports injury in their knee. And I'm like, I'm taking that one. <laughs> like, That's me, sports injury. I'm just the athlete of the year. And then they're like, and it's in the right knee. I'm like, I'll still take it. It's in, <laughs> it was in my left knee, and they said the right knee. They just misheard. Um, and so I, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to take that. I'll take that word. I'll believe for it because I, you know, I, I want to I see this healing. Uh, and John's sitting there with me, prays for me. And like, and like, I hear a pop in my knee. And I'm like, what? And then they're like, now try it out. And so I'm doing the, because I'm an athlete, I'm doing all, all these things. And I have not had a single pain in that knee since that day. I just, I want to say a couple of things, and, and I'm going to have to stop here. But A, the Lord has not stopped healing physical bodies. Don't believe a word of it. If, if, if somebody tells you, oh, that, that doesn't happen anymore, it's not important. It's important, actually. Why do we do it here? Because it's important. For some reason, that event, that thing, is one of the manifestations of the Spirit that is to strengthen the church and also to see people come to know Jesus. The mystery of it, I don't know. It's perfectly legal to pray for. And we want to see more of it. The other thing I want to say is that instance, was it a word of knowledge? Was it a healing? Was it a prophecy? Yeah. I can't even pinpoint it. Is it important to know what gift I'm operating in? It's it's okay. It's more important to know the Holy Spirit and just be obedient to what he's telling you to do. Because if he's like, I want you to pray for that person. No, I'm a generous person. Oh, the Lord told me to pray for your healing. I know you're dying right now, but here's $100. Be blessed. That's my personal gift. And now let me tell you a quick encouraging story. When the Lord has manifested in you to pray healing over them, don't argue with him of what you're not. Obey the Holy Spirit about what he's calling you to be in that moment. We have to be done now. Stephanie, I'm going to ask you to come. I told you it was going to end in an awkward place. We'll finish the list next week and, uh, and, uh, and, and a little bit more and go into that. But what I want to do here, I'm, I'm going to honestly pray a, just a prayer of conclusion. And you're welcome to just be blessed and, and go. But I'm going to have my pastoral staff come up here as well. And we want to, yes, if you're asking for a specific gift or you just want us to lay hands on you, pray for you, you're looking for healing, what, you know, you're looking for whatever it is, we can just pray with you and stand with you. We would be blessed and honored 
uh, to be a part of that. But like I said, I also know it's a weird season and not everybody's comfortable with the laying on of hands right now. That's fine. You, you do what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. But we want to be here to stand with you, pray for you. Um, and I do want you to be, have a blessed week walking in the Spirit. Because it's not confined to this room. In fact, I think, I think 90% of what Jesus does is outside of this room. This is a great thing. We get to come together and rally and encourage one another. But how much more outside when you're living your life? Don't over-spiritualize your life so that it only happens here. The Holy Spirit is so good. It's to strengthen the church, yes, but it's also to draw people to him. And you are called to each one a gift is given. The Holy Spirit is for you. So if you put your hands out, I'm going to pray that you'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to dismiss you, and you can, you can take off. And uh, those of you who want to come up and receive prayer, you are. We'd love it. So put your hands out. Father, your word says, we, though being evil, know how to give good gifts to, those, uh, to our children. How much more will you not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so I pray you'd fill your people with the Holy Spirit. I know in a group this size, there's people that need a healing in their body. And I speak it in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit. The Spirit actually was there the day Jesus was raised from the dead. And the Bible says that that Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead will quicken. He lives in you and will quicken your mortal body. Woo! He rose Jesus. He's with you. And so I speak that over you. I speak a blessing to your people, a refreshing, a rejuvenating, and a fire of the Holy Spirit to cover them and lead them as we are a part, every one of us, to see your kingdom come and your will be done, to glorify Jesus Christ, whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. Come on up if you'd like to be prayed for. We'd love to.
We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.